It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up the bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. Today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, where it's written right on the wall here. There's happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m. where they have half price on all drinks. What are you guys drinking here? Did you pay? You didn't pay half price for these. You didn't pay any price for them, I hope, did you? No. But if you come here tomorrow, you can get them for half price. And you get half off all the starters and bar food at the bar here at Wayfair on Ferret Street. So Kim Carson... Is back. Hi, Kim. Grant. Welcome back. Thank you. The qu- what are you called now? The the what? The honky the queen tonk of Lu- queen. The queen of, of Louisiana. I thought it was Louisiana honky tonk. <laughs> That's what I have here in front of me. The queen of Louisiana honky tonk music. Yeah. What's the difference between New Orleans honky tonk and Louisiana honky tonk music? Is there one? I don't think there really is one. No. New Orleans um, honky tonk is a little honky tonkier because there's more bars. Honky tonkier. Yeah. I don't think I've ever there's heard way that. More, I have to write that down as well. Way more tonk in the honky tonks here. Andrew mm-hmm. Duhon, have you ever heard the term honky tonkier? Honky tonkier? It's honky tonkier. Then one thing is honky tonkier. I think I, I only another. know the uh, superlative, the uh, honky tonkiest. Honky tonkiest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Dan Fox ought to know something about that. He's the editor and publisher of Anti Gravity magazine. Yep, I'll cop to that. The interesting <laughs> thing is. How would you say that, the name of that name? How do you, what do you call it? Uh, it's uh, anti-gravity. Sometimes I like to call it anti-gravity. Auntie. Or nice. anti-gravité, nice. uh, <laughs> if you're feeling French. Yeah. Does anybody ever say anti-gravity? I hear a lot of people saying that. They do. And I, just to be completely honest, the only thing I hate is when that hyphen is in there, because there is no hyphen in our name, but ah. people like to put it in there a lot. Mm. So if I, if I hear it... it uh, how do you Something he- in me dies. How do you hear a how do you hear a, hear a hyphen? You just you just do. You, can you must just be hear very it. sensitive. Yeah, yeah. You can hear a hyphen. Joaquin Emiliano is back yeah. on Happy Hour. How are you, Joaquin? Um, Seriously, right. how are you? How, how am I? Yeah. Seriously, um, same as I ever was. Remember really? the last time? Yeah, I remember the last time. That's why. Memories, I, that's yeah. why I'm so glad to see you still alive. Yeah, fantastic. I actually did manage to stumble my way through. Uh, I think two and a half years. It's been two when and a half years you, since we I saw might you. Add, yes. The last time we saw you, you were threatening to kill yourself. You said that you'd moved you'd moved to New Orleans to kill yourself. Yes, I had. And what? And I'm sorry if you were worried. Actually, that whole thing where I was going to kill myself happened before I went on the show. That was actually my well, I guess the opposite of a victory lap. uh, Just sort of admitting defeat, Hmm. saying to myself, "Oh man, I can't even get that right. That is just terrible. That is Hmm. the worst." I know that wasn't you're 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 an author and you'd written a book called. no, t- it was a suicide, suicide notes, notes from, from a, a wedding, wedding. Mm-hmm. right? Which was funny thing is that it was one of our most popular shows that you were on, even though it was a real downer because you know you were mm-hmm. talking about how desperately sad you were because you hadn't managed to kill yourself, and you'd moved into an apartment near Tulane students, I think. That's correct. Yes, which had made you even more depressed. Yes, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, you're now surrounded by people who are loving life completely. Oh, um, at this table, you mean? Uh, well, no, at this table, no, everyone's extremely depressed and suicidal, just like you. That's why we got together. Well, I, can, I can tell by the smile. It's a suicide prevention. I'm actually getting married in three weeks. So I'm going to read Whoa. that book, and, and then I might have to write the sequel. Are, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Uh, it's, uh, we'll see. We'll see. How long have you been 
dating your fiance before you decide to get married? About three years. Okay. And the, the marriage part, no problem. The wedding can go die in a fire, as far as I'm concerned no, right now. It's, it's a little bit of it's like it's like putting on a terrible play for all of your closest family and friends. Where's the venue? Where are you going to have this horrible thing? Uh, it's 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 in uh, Algiers Point. It's actually a beautiful venue. Yeah. It's going to be great, but nice. right now it's just like a big production right. you know and all the worst parts like not enough money with like a- astronomical uh you know uh, budget vision. overrun yeah like we're you know but but now my whole theory is like we're just gonna make it like apocalypse now like we're just gonna make you know one day at a time we'll see who gets typhoid fever or mm. you know but but at the end of the day i think i think it'll get made somehow i think we'll how think about we'll you have it. how about you have people throw rice at you at the ferry port and you're like walking onto the ferry and you tie some cans behind the ferry and the ferry takes you across the river that could be nice. That yeah. sounds expensive. It's free. It's free. It's no, I, think, I don't know. The ferry's going to want now? their cut. I think the ferry's not running anymore. No, it's, it runs till like 5 o'clock, I thought. The Algiers Ferry. Yeah. From Gret- from the French Quarter to Gretna. Or we'll just take the ferry like one way from is the it, wedding and just like escape. Is it completely not running again. now? What's going? I think it's completely not running. Does no, anybody the one to Algiers know? Point? Yeah, from, from, from downtown yeah. to... Yeah. I think Algiers. it's still running, but yeah, it stops at five, and you can't yeah. drive your car on there anymore. Is that right? No cars. Yeah, it, shit. It runs like every thirty minutes at fifteen after the hour, oh, okay. or fifteen till. Oh, so yeah. I okay, think so that would be it, a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it basically it runs except when you need it to. Right. Like if there's That's a time true. where right. you, it would be convenient right. to take up the ferry. To when it That's was when beautiful to watch the cityscape and in, in the dark <laughs> and all lit up, and you know it's perfect. Like, or you want to go home from work, maybe, which should be well, well after five o'clock. I right. Yeah. What, uh, why are you getting married in Algiers Point? We actually live on the West Bank. We're doing an all West Bank FUBU wedding. Nice. FUBU. <laughs> FUBU. Yep. Got the rings at... For us, uh, by us. Got the rings at Ramsey's, darling. Uh-huh, really? Uh-huh. Yep. Are you from the West Bank originally? No, I'm actually from Uptown. I, I just did it completely backwards. Really? Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. Yep. Living the Gretna life now. Hey, Rob. Pretty amazing. It's fantastic. It's all right. Are you staying on the West Bank for your honeymoon? No, we're... Probably going to cross the river for that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that's pretty exciting. And uh, who's paying for the whole thing? It's a, it's, it's a combination. It's a little bit of the families, a little bit of our own, you know, funds. Is it true that they just jack up the prices of everything when, as soon as you say it's Oh, a yeah. No, it's, it's a disaster. Right. It's, it's the worst industry ever because it's something you only do once. So it's not like you're a repeat well, customer. Not like anybody knows what they're doing that, either. So well, are you so, having uh, live music or a DJ? Total, we're 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 DJing it all the way. Uh, this is, I know. Kim, you want to volunteer? <laughs> Andrew to play and I are going to just be over <laughs> at the bar now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kim, sorry. Why don't you guys the DJ, go play maybe, a couple you know? songs? Yeah, I don't know. You could. You, it's it's nice to just just drink and listen to a decent DJ. But you know, I, it is nice to get paid to play a wedding though, because like you said, you know that wedding price. You know, they're you they're jack, in the stars. You know, you jack it up as well. Hearts in their eyes and. They just write whatever you want them to write on a checkbook. Wow, nice. Sure. We'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. I was at another wedding where one of the second line people, like I was one of the groomsmen, and I, I got put in charge of paying the second line band, and they like tried to like scam an extra like $200 oh, yeah. out of me. Oh, but yeah. then I had to get the bride who was like, you know, halfway to the moon by then, right. and she had to show me the emails right. that they had Such a already thing. worked out the deposit. And Such so, a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's you got to watch out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty hard. Cool. Why can't you have a girlfriend? Oh, that's such a complicated question. 
<laughs> Maybe I could rephrase it. Yes or no do is just ha- too much of a ha- commitment for me. I don't think I can handle it. Do you have any relationships with any other humans? Oh, I see where you're going with that. Um, yes, I do, actually. Um, I do know a couple of other humans. Um, right. I mean, I'm sitting with a couple right now. I don't right. know if that qualifies as well, a relationship. Do you, do you I, have, a, like, a, a romantic relationship with anybody? I have somebody who I guess you could say I'm involved with. I'm, uh, you know, as you remember... Well, I wouldn't say that. Um, you could say it. Well, I did just say it. Like, okay. did I? No, you said Which I could say you're like involved with, but I don't feel like You did just like say I that, though, say by that. saying that. Oh. I'm, did I? Hold on. Okay, well, so... Do, do you have anyone who's mad at hell at you right now for <laughs> answering the question that way? <laughs> that, that, that's a Mitch right, Hedberg. Well that's a Mitch Hedberg. Right. I can't. I can't take really? that. That's good. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg is funny. Um, so yeah, you have sorry, a, misdirection you, failed. Um, where are we going? So you have a girlfriend. Sure. Okay. So how long have you been dating her? Um, hard to say because I don't really consider it dating. Um, I think oh. if uh, you remember or not, remember I used to work in the uh, adult retail business. There's a lot of us in there who are non-monogamists. Um, so therefore, girlfriend, just one of those things I prefer to avoid mm-hmm. as a word or a label. Um, I prefer best friend. I know that sounds terrible, but you have to introduce somebody as someone. This it's is just, my you best can't friend. Introduce, yeah. Well, you don't have to, actually. A bestie, I think, is what the you kids are saying, right? <laughs> you don't have to apply a category to people when you introduce them to other people, do you? I hate I that. I never too. do. This is my girlfriend. I, I hate never that. do, but then just people sort of expect they to say, know so who that person what's is. going on? Right. I need the dossier. Can't you just say, exactly. this is, what is, what's your friend's name, your best friend? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, she is a burlesque dancer, so I will say that her name is Miss Honey Tangerine. Mm-hmm. Honey Tangerine? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yes. I saw that on Facebook. Honey Tangerine liked our... We put a post that we're on Facebook Live today, which we are on. Yeah. And uh, Honey Tangerine liked that. So she's a real person. Uh, yes. I thought that was probably you, along with I mean, once again, Sebastian just, Aurelius. Uh, I mean, what just, is his uh, name? Uh, it's Lucky Aurelius. Lucky Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lucky Aurelius is you as well, right? Yeah, it's my, I guess, nom de guerre, I suppose. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a character in your novel, Lucky Aurelius. Yeah. Um, he represents me if I were... Interesting, I suppose. <laughs> if you were interesting. Yeah. You started off interesting. You started off as Joaquin Dorfman, as mm-hmm. I remember. Correct, yes. Now, that's not your real name, though. Which one Joaquin, is not my real name? Joaquin Dorfman is not your real name. Joaquin, Joaquin Dorfman was your... Technically, was they're, your technically, they're, uh, te- technically, they're both my real name. Joaquin Emiliano is me with my middle name. One of my two middle names. You have um, two middle names? Yes, correct. So which one's the real middle name, then, if you have two middle names? Um, I think they're hyphenated. I haven't looked at my driver's license for a you while. You have a hyphenated middle name. It's possible. It's right. nothing like exciting like Tiffany Amber Thiessen, which is actually a hyphenated last name, or Mark Paul Gossler. I don't know. I've been thinking about Saved by the Bell lately. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I, you know, I don't know anything about Saved by the Bell. Do you, Kim? Oh, I'm too old. I don't know what it is. That, that came out like what 20 years it? ago. I was already out it, the house a, by then. It was a guilty pleasure, I think, of, of, of a certain generation. Oh, it's a TV show. It's, oh, yeah. it's something uh, you would hate watch. I think back in the day, because like, all the kids were like perfect, and they lived in this sort of bubble, and their yeah. shenanigans were very G-rated, very ah. cute. It took place in California. I yeah, feel the, kind of sums right. up the description. Like there was, there was no punks in Saved by the Bell world. So it was back in the sort of network TV days. Where everybody watched TV at seven o'clock at night or something. Well, I think it was more like after school. It was. I, I watched school. it like. I after think it was school. after the Saturday morning cartoons. It was yeah, that wholesome. Maybe, maybe it was that. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. All right, so what made you think of that, Joaquin? Oh, I don't Liter- know. What, so I don't, just not, a literary, literary reference, really. Oh, uh, to Save by the Bell, hardly bell. literary. I prefer to avoid <laughs> literary references if I can possibly help it. Right. So Amen. what are your two middle names, Emiliano what? It's Emiliano and Alonso. 
Emiliano Alonso. Mm-hmm. Yes, what with the last name Dorfman, name. by the way. That's your real name, man. Yeah, it's actually, it's a lot kind of like rounding the bases and then sort of striking out at home plate. It's, it's, it's a really sexy buildup. It's kind of like Joaquin, Emiliano Alonso, then Dorfman. It's just like this kind of, they send in flounder uh, from... Uh, you know, from Animal House. Animal House. Yeah, exactly. So where are you from originally with a groovy sounding name? Like I that? was... How to answer? Should I just say Ohio? Yep. No, someone probably knows about Ohio here. Mm. Um, Ohio's a swing state. We know that. And Kim's already voted. I voted today, yes. It says, I voted early. I did. Can you get one of those ones that Trump had that says, I rigged? No, I don't know. That's not true. I thought that was a real button. So it doesn't have the... Blue Dog on it, though, which I was led to believe was oh. going to be on. Oh, hey, no, look, I I thought the Blue Dog was so cool. You got cool, one that says I, I voted. I didn't want to stick it. I didn't want to just put that on a shirt, you know, that'll go to the laundry. That mm-hmm. This is this baby's going to be on there sticking so you, to stuff in so my So when you vote now, you get two time. stickers. You get you, I voted with the Rodriguez Blue Dog on it, and you get cool. yeah. I voted early. Yeah, if you vote if you vote early, you get the... You get the I voted early, but then anytime you vote, you Can get you fucking you believe get really that they're wasting all this money on stickers. Well, no, but you know it's a good idea because really? then when you how tell much money are they wasting on when, stickers? How many million people are in the state of Louisiana are going to vote? Well, you know, hopefully everybody will get out. But so you how know, many st- and they had to pay Rodrigue something. I'm sure he didn't do that for nothing. I mean, the well, his well, estate. He's the, dead. His estate. So yes, he's not going to sti- benefit. No, but someone owns that Rodriguez. Well, somebody does. Yeah. Look, I want a sticker. I think if, it's cool. If they run out sticker. of stickers, I run out of fucks to give to vote. I, <laughs> I think we okay. should be paid every time we have to see one of those blue dogs, honestly, because they're mm. kind of ubiquitous. Yes, they sure are. Should pay us like a. We a, should get a royalty. Uh, yes, a, a reverse royalty. Mm. Pain and suffering. Yes. <laughs> Payment. I still like uh, uh, Tiffany. Also, she was uh, so cute. Look well, how cute isn't, she was. isn't Blue Dog also uh, a technical or political term for a conservative Democrat? Yeah, well, well that that was actually right? yeah, yeah, my first thought. got yeah. something there. Well, Does yeah, everyone going to want one, those? So. Are they like Red Dog? Right, isn't that or? a strange thing? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a. It's red cat. Hang on a second. What's a red cat? Yeah, it's, there's it's, a spinoff, right? It's somebody's a spin-off. doing that. Yeah. yeah, somebody's doing a red cat in answer. Oh, you mean like a, like a ripoff of a blue yeah. dog? Yeah. Was there an option? Was I, there a blue dog or something else? No, no, that's <laughs> it. That was that's the one. That's really interesting. It's not a blue dragon. dog. It's not a really blue dog, inter- Democrat. Someone listen yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yellow dog. No, it's, isn't it? Is it? A blue oh, dog, Democrat Gra- sounds right. I don't know about Grayson is going to have to tell us what the answer to that is. Is he fact checking? Yeah, he's online. Someone online will be. Grayson, are you listening to this? He's not even listening. What is it? Yellow dog Democrat or blue dog Democrat? Blue dog Democrat. It is. All right. Yeah. It's blue right. Dog. Is that oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. What does it mean? Do we know? It means you're true blue Democrat, right? You know, kind of okay. like all the way down the line, something like that. It means that you're a Democrat without having the smear of, and I'm doing air quotes now for all those following along, <laughs> liberal. <laughs> so basically, oh. probably a bit more uh, NRA, NRA friendly. Ah, I see. Okay. Um, I see. You don't want to walk into a church and, like, piss over everything, which is, you know, what the other ones definitely do every day. Okay. So it's pre-liberal Democrat before we came up with the liberal Democrat. Essentially, it's a term used around the South as far as I've come to understand. Usually Ah, where Democrats have a bit of a problem, they've got to say, you know, well, dogs are creatures of alphaness, I suppose. Ah. Okay. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Very interesting. It's possible. So... So where did you come from? Did you tell us what country you were from before Ohio? No. No. I have to roll know. back the tape to make sure, but you didn't, right? I was uh, born in the Netherlands. In the oh, Netherlands? Yes. I've never actually figured out where that is. Grayson. Yellow Dog Democrat is also a thing, and that is the southern. 
Ah, did you hear that? Yellow Dog oh, Democrat yeah. is also a thing, and that's the Southern Democrat. Huh. So we're both right. How about that? I don't... That I don't, does not happen very often. I know. Why, fantastic. why yellow... I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Why yellow dog... Grayson will tell us that eventually when he comes uh, Why is it yellow... Why is it yellow dog Democrat? Look uh, at Paul Grayson. Look at the color of Grayson. I imagine it's got to do with the fact that usually on a map, yellow is uh, the color a, of independence, I guess. The independent voter. Maybe a reference to the breed of dog known as the Carolina dog, indigenous to the Americas, specifically the southern United States. I think we can't afford another microphone to give that. Whose Facebook guy. comment is he reading this? This sounds I really know, Someone sent it on Facebook, but it's... Uh, like, I thought what, it meant that if there meant, was a dog on the ballot and it was a Democrat, they uh, would vote you'd for vote it. for yeah. even for the dog. But I'm, oh, I'm like, maybe. digging. I have to go, the like, dog decades, catcher? clear out the cobwebs and remember that day in civics class. Do you have some sort of education class. in this, Dan? Well, did you go to school not first? not particularly. No, I, I, I did political science at Loyola for about um, literally a day, and when my professor came in and started reading her lecture word for word, I quit political <laughs> science. That was that. Okay. And I went back to English. So it wasn't quite a day. It was more like uh, forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a long forty-five minutes. Okay, so yeah. you've been a political science student before. So that's longer than any of us probably. <laughs> so you. So you can be the expert here. But then. then you know, if we all live in Louisiana, I feel like we're all political scientists by default right. because we have to live with this, you know, political climate. Constantly. Well, it doesn't matter who you voted for, Kim. Anyway, because the state is going to go red, right? We're going to go for. Trump. I'm not sure. You think I, this time I, we might ch- turn it around? Well, no. I'm, I mean, surprise I just, everybody. I don't know. It, it's so confusing anymore. It's so hard to tell because they say, oh, this poll says this and this poll says that, and they come out at the same time, and you don't know who are they. I've never been polled. Has anyone here ever question, gotten huh? the phone call like, hey, who are you? How old are you? Who are you voting for? I've, I've never no. gotten I've one. been pre-approved for a $250,000 loan. Well, and, of a course, lot. I've heard from uh, the IRS and also somebody offering me uh, a bunch of money that I supposedly inherited so they, every scammer has my phone number, but no posters. That's cool. No, me no neither. Posters. Do you guys get any of these phone calls about inheriting money? or? Well, I did get a call about a poll, but if you own a media outlet, they hang up on you. Do you own anti-gravity? No uh, yep. hyphen? Yep. You're the owner of it? Yes. Wow. Yep. So you're in publishing. Yeah, th- that, that term doesn't really work for me too well. I mean, technically that's true, but I feel like... Pub- I don't feel like a publisher. I feel like an editor more than anything. But, yeah, I so mean, I, I have to sign the checks every month. So so you employ everybody, and it's your, it's your business. You own Anti-Gravity magazine. Yeah. No hyphen. That's right. So there's these, you know, there, there's these awards every year that Offbeat and Gambit like to do to, I don't know, like afford themselves legitimacy or something. Um, and I, it's exciting that Anti-Gravity doesn't do that. But what about, like, an Anti-Gravity fest? Well, that idea has been floated before, but honestly, I feel like what we do is just put out this magazine. We just try to make that great. Yeah. And anything else that we do, um, I really have to consider because I, I don't want to take away our energy mm-hmm. in, from that into doing like all these other sure. extracurricular activities. And, and those award shows, those are great. I've been to some of those. They're yeah. fun, but yeah. th- that is a branding exercise. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, to me... You're you know, supposed to be underground, your magazine, right? That's right. Well, idea. in New Orleans, it's kind of a weird term, yeah. but yes. And it would be no Underwater. secret that it would be no secret that a festival would be about proliferating the brand as well. Right. But and it then could also be about proliferating the, the the culture that you guys are about too. And, but the and of course the idea of like corralling a bunch of musicians and like a venue and like doing all that promotion that, yeah. that is wouldn't not that yeah, is yeah, not yeah. an easy task. It's a, no, but it's a lot. Wouldn't someone do that for you though when you team up with? 
Well, yeah, but then they get all the money. It's like they get Mm, the cut. And and then it's like, what do you, that's not what we do. I mean, we publish a magazine, that's it. And we have a radio show now, which is, I like to think is an extension of our content. So, where is it? How can we hear it? um, It's on WHIV, which is kind Ah, of the new startup. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a great, great station. It's kind of like the Wild Wild West out there um, because they're just getting started. Kind of reminds me of when we were getting started, like about a little over 10 years ago. And, um, but they got a lot of great programming. I, I think it, you know, it fills a niche, you know, between TUL and OZ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a low power signal. It is. So you can But, only it, but get it does it. stream, I believe. Oh, it's online too. It is yeah. definitely. Yeah. Have you been on there, Kim? As well? I have. I've been on Nola County, the uh, Americana All right. uh, or Ameripolitan. Ameripolitan, they call yeah. it. Yeah. Ah. And they, they do a lot of. Uh, of country and outlaw in Texas, a lot of Texas artists, Dale Watson, Jesse Dayton, uh, Johnny Falstaff, and they do some local artists. They do me, Gal Holiday. And this is just on a, on a show or all day? It's every Monday. Every Monday? Yeah. And Jimmy uh, Jimmy Palacios does that okay. every Monday. Yeah. And, and when, when you are you on, Dan? Yeah? We're on once a month, usually like the third Wednesday of the month. We, we can't really do a weekly. That would kill us. Yeah. Um, so we just try to do like a monthly two-hour, kind of like a talk cool. show. Thing. We, do, we, we have a couple of guests on. We have, like, a live performer. So you're the host of the show? I, I'm one of the hosts, and Holly Devon is the other host. And, I mean, we've done, like, two shows, so we're, we're like, just getting started. I mean, so our, it's kind of like this basic concept without, right. without well, like, the free drinks. I, I, <laughs> actually, that fridge is pretty well stocked. Oh, there, I have to say. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, WHIV knows how to party. <laughs> I think it's an unfortunate name for the station, even though they think it's great. Well, it's memorable. Mm. I mean, I guess it's you know it sticks. So. It just seems yeah, so weird. Mm, when it sticks. What it is, <laughs> Kim? Yeah. You know, everyone gets down on me up on the show over the last few weeks who work here because I don't. Why? We don't play music enough, early enough in the show. So mm. do people why say we, that? Yes. Oh. So why don't we make you play a song right now? Okay. And then no one's going to be yelling at me about it. Well, all right. I don't want them to get on you. It's I probably know. still not early so, enough. For the uh, for the you know, for the critics, critics. Yeah. yeah, everyone's got an opinion about everything. We don't have enough Just, listeners to have critics among uh, them. Really, we've only got the three people listening. Yeah. Hi, mom. Hi, his mom. Who else? How many people are watching live? <laughs> Someone named Carol Morris. Is, you know, Carol her? Morris is my sister-in-law. So that's two okay, people. Okay, all right, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. See you at Thanksgiving, what is she? everybody. Carol, hi. That's great. Hey, Kim. So, hi, Carol. Carol is awesome. So. Kim, let's go. Hey, this is a hangover destroyer, by the way, you're looking at here, which is the only all-natural product proven to medically proven to cure a hangover. What does medically proven mean? Proven by medical people. <laughs> people who had more than 45 minutes education. How'd they prove it? They uh, went on a bender you'll have to, you'll and have had to, a few You'll have to Google hangover destroyer for that. Okay. Or go to their website, hdestroyer.com, and if you write happy hour on the coupon code, you get 30% off Sweet. of your order of hangover destroyer. Kim, where have you been playing lately? Last time I saw you on Facebook, you were in Germany. Yeah, I was in, uh, we, we had a 13-week tour in, uh, we were in uh, Germany, Switzerland, France, Austria, and Denmark. We don't get to the Netherlands near enough. Oh, but, had, that's uh, right. We didn't get, we got as far as the Netherlands. We have to come back to that in a minute. Good oh, memory. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, do you know where it is, the Netherlands? Even I do. I do. If you go, you can go like the far north of Germany and then hang a left. <laughs> okay. Run smack, smack dab into so you the go Netherlands. all those countries you go around. Do you have are there country music fans in all those places? Yeah, yeah, they love uh, American music and uh, and especially country music. It's it's very big. In in France, it's interesting because 
uh, one of the guys in France, a guy named Georges Carrier, he loves real hardcore Texas music. Right. And uh, he's put on some of the largest festivals in France. And, and so now the French that really differentiate between the Nashville country, which in my opinion is not country. You mean the sort of bullshit all. country. Right. Right. And the real country stuff. So the French, they are, you know, they... they so now they're getting sophisticated enough to tell oh, yeah. what's real country and what's oh, yeah. not. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. More so than, than Americans, really. It's it's kind of fun. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the United States like us who don't like straight-ahead Nashville yeah. commercial country. There's a swing coming back to real honky-tonk. Yeah, there there is. You see people like Sturgill yeah. Simpson and, uh, you know, people like that. And uh, Chris Stapleton, or, or like I guess a couple of the bigger ones coming on. I've never but, heard of those two. Have you heard of those two, you guys? Yeah, I like Natural Damn. Child too. I think they're they're actually from Nashville, yeah. but they're they're like the real deal. Like, oh, their jeans aren't starched. That really, <laughs> and that's a dead giveaway. And, and Mo Pitney, oh my word, Mo Pitney's maybe my new favorite new guy. Oh, He's unbelievable. Well, this is an education for. Do you know these people, Andrew? Yeah. Andrew's what plugged in, man. Back me up. You never heard of this. Uh, my Pandora station is just tuned to sexy trip hop, so I <laughs> have no idea what's going on right now. No me. And the Des Lines, too. They're from here. And they're, That's they're right. Honky tonk as fuck. Where, yeah. where are they from? From Louisiana? They're from uh, just. They're from the Lower Ninth Ward. From New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How come we don't know about them? The Des Lines. Des Lines you know? Street, man. If you listen yeah. to Nola County, you hear a bunch of these people. Which is on HIV. Yeah, that's which right. Is, and they're the ones who have the big fat bumper sticker that says less honking, more tonking. Oh, that's them. <laughs> yep. That's the Des Lines. Okay. Are they challenging you for the position of the queen of honky-tonk? I don't know. They, you know, I'm not here enough to really take on any covers. I'm, I'm <laughs> gone. I'm in Alabama and Texas and all over. Okay, so before you play the song, or should we do this after you play the song? We'll talk about the boyfriend. What's that? What boyfriend? I thought well, we got to get to it for the critics. we got to get to the tunes. Yeah, we got to the tunes the quick, otherwise are, everyone's are... jumping on me. Yeah. Well, the boyfriend, the last... The, Last time we talked to you about this, you had said, well, the time before you'd said that every time you go away on one of these long yeah. tours, the boyfriend disappears. Yeah, that's true. And then this last time, And it's though, not the said, same boyfriend. It's a different one every well, time you see Well, right. But this time you said he hadn't disappeared. No, he hadn't disappeared. He's still there. So this guy's still in the picture? He is. I'm going to start doing like Joaquin go, my best friend. My best friend. Yeah. But this has been yeah. going on for a long time now, though. This has been it's, a few years. It's been, yeah. It's like three years, which is like, you know, a lifetime. Musician relationships are like dog years. So just by time seven. It's actually minus something, isn't it, or divided by because you're gone so long. So you haven't seen each other. Well, you know, no, that's true. I hadn't factored it that way. In but those yeah. three years, how many months have you been here in New Orleans? Like half mm-hmm. of them? Yeah, like five, no, like six, seven months a year. So, so, so all so, in all, a year and a half. So <laughs> a year and a half real time, of human time. Okay. Yeah. But that's not bad. That's not, no, that's not, like I said, in musician years, relationship years, it's like dog years. It's like so time this, seven. So, so this guy's waiting for you when you come back. He's not... Well, as He's far not as screwing I around, or well, I don't know that. Well, what, what are you doing while you're on it? Do you have some sort of a deal? I'm, you know what? I, when I'm gone, I am busy, and I'm traveling with. It's like being on the road with three brothers. You know, you got three guys in that band. Oh yeah, and they're and they're great, and they're some of my best friends. But it, it is like so. You're being, not going back with one of the groupies back to the hotel? And no, 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 man. I'm too old Heidelberg. and tired for that, man. It's really? you got to get up early the next day and. Hit the road, drive another 10 hours, and no, there's no, I don't have time for that. You no. can squeeze some sex in there, though, sure. <laughs> How long does that take? I just want to go home, take my makeup off, get my contacts out, get in bed, <laughs> get up the next day it's and go t- do it again. It's tough. It is tough. Oh, yeah, it's, 
It's no What about the guys? Are they screwing other chicks out there? <laughs> man, they're tired too. No one's having no. any sex in country no, music. No, man, they're just... No, it's too hard. It's not like... Look, it's not like the Rolling Stones and you have a big bus and a driver. No, it's, it's like you, you're schlepping gear and you're driving yourself and you're doing the whole thing. But there's no chicks who are hanging out watching yeah. the guys playing guitar and thinking... Well, when I'd we have breaks, to go to bed with that guy after the show. Well, you know, when we have breaks, when we have breaks, the guys might run off, go to Amsterdam, or you know, or go right, well. to you know Slovenia or someplace, but and then come back five days later. But so I don't but, know what they do on their time. But okay, so you do that? You can have five days off in yeah, the middle we can, of the tour. That's nice. Yeah. What we, do we, you do in that time? Sleep. <laughs> You're getting too old for this kind I, of thing. You know, or else I'll go hiking. I love oh, to go hiking cool. around Switzerland. Just yeah. by yourself? Yeah, it's great. What about great. the boyfriend? Why couldn't sorry? Why couldn't he come over and hang out with you? Because it's work. This is work. This is no, not. No, in the five days, though, he could come oh, over. Oh, in the five days? Well, yeah, no, that might be something. But, I mean, does somebody want to take a plane all the way over for five days and then head back out? You know, maybe. I mean, I, maybe. But. I bet Dan's fiancé would do it. Right. I, I was actually a tour manager for a long time, and I, I can back up what she's saying. Like, th- there's no time for romance on 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 the road. Why well, don't think we're talking about romance? <laughs> and well, that's you're a on the road the whole time. <laughs> you're not doing anything bad either out there. This is just well, this is no. just sad. <laughs> I, I, I agree. There is there is there that, is very that little whole time. Rock and roll tour myth. I mean, it is kind of it's largely a myth. a myth. It's largely perpetuated, like by yeah. the movies and well, stuff. Well, yeah, I, ma- I imagine back in the day, if you had a bus and a tour manager and a manager and you know uh, uh, an agent and, and every uh, the record label and everybody handling all that shit, and you were the bass player, then you know you didn't have to worry about anything after the show. Somebody else picked up your shit. You could be done and flirting at the bar thirty minutes after the set, but and also that's cocaine. just not. Yeah, let's cocaine, not forget that cocaine is pretty. Cocaine. If you've got the accelerants, uh, you can definitely rise to the right. occasion. Is cocaine yeah. good for sex or bad for sex? Though, really? It's good for going all night. You know, is it? Yeah. yeah. And of course, this you have to have Dan. What's your opinion on that? Not sure about the. Oh, what's that about the, the cocaine whole... and sex? Is it better for sex or oh, worse? Well, it's, it's maybe it's better in your mind. Like maybe you think <laughs> you're doing <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I feel that's what alcohol is. Yeah. 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 You're just saying to yourself, I am king of the world. Yeah. I am God's gift to whatever it is that right. I'm messing around right. with right now. Sometimes it's a fire hydrant. It depends how much you have. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, you've been... In, were you a porno, a porno actor? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What did you do in the adult entertainment industry? I just worked at a local mom-and-pop adult store um, in mom North Carolina. That's a sort of mom-and-pop well, I mean, sex shop. You know, the, uh, the big, the <laughs> that's big how name you out, get kids, after all. The big, uh, oh yeah, that, that, is, that is how babies are, you know, so there wasn't a introduced. And, yeah. Uh, what did you do? Sorry to interrupt you. Horrible what? world, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in the sex shop? Oh, I, sold uh, stuff. Sold, well, they're called adult novelties. Um, everything has to be a novelty. Right. Um, you can't say, you know, sex toys necessarily or anything like that. But, yeah, um, adult DVDs, adult novelties. People are still buying DVDs. Well, this is back in the day somewhere. Um, I think the last time I went there to go visit and say hello to some old friends and some old people I'd rather not be in the same room with again. Um, how many yeah, people there, are, were still, there were still DVDs. How many people are in there exactly? Um, it depends on the time of day. Um, actually, uh, it's a, it was a place that has those booths where you go back, you put oh. in some money, and you watch uh, whatever movie it is that you want to watch for a limited amount of time. Um, What's the custodial service like? Yeah. Okay, so there is actually somebody who's in charge of taking care of the booths. Mm-hmm. Again, it is referred to very nicely as the custodial uh-huh. service. Uh-huh. 
Um, although anytime that job was open, we would have to tell people over the phone what the job entailed. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us were more tactful than others. Others were just like, yeah, people go into these booths, they masturbate, and then you got to clean it up. Oh. oh, that's disgusting. I mean, you get where clubs. Is- it's, not, it's not like the Ken Shabby <laughs> sketch from Monty Python where, like, the promotion is in four years you get a brush. It's actually, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those Damn. things where actually I would rather be doing that. I was never in charge of doing that, but I would rather do that than go back to, say, waiting tables. Because you know what? A pile of semen is not going to yell at me because mm. their filet mignon came out a little bit different than how they wanted it. It's not going to tip you either, though. Well... Yeah, tip, tip is a, a word I don't want to think about right now in the context of this <laughs> conversation. Where is this place? Was it here in New Orleans? This is in North Carolina. North Carolina. Actually, when I moved here, I thought I would be able to, you know, after seven years working in adult retail, be able to get seven. another job. But it turns out there's some sort of arcane law where, um, I don't know, most of the adult shops are sequestered in the French Quarter. There's a... Hmm. Hustler Hollywood, and then there's uh, some other place, um, which was just terrible when I walked in. Mm. Um, what are the top sellers at a sex shop these days? It's vibrators, it's lubricants, what else? I have no idea. I imagine it's probably the exact same thing. Uh, lubricants, condoms. Yeah. Um, Why would someone know. go to a sex shop to buy a lubricant where you could just go and buy KY Jelly at CVS? Well, KY Jelly is really, really terrible lubricant. It's oh, just, it's, no it's the absolute Oh, you can do better. What, what, are, we, do what are we looking for in a lubricant? Uh, we're, well, it depends. Uh, we're looking, first of all, for something that's not too tacky, doesn't stick, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't evaporate, something that doesn't need to be reapplied very often. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are looking for flavors, though you want to be careful with that sort of thing because they do involve sugars. Uh, yeah, gluten-free. Yeah. You want to go gluten-free yeah. on your lubricant, right. for sure. Mm, I wasn't Absolutely. realizing there was gluten in lubricant. For your partner, you know. Right. Um, because of the again, calories also, yeah. or because of celiac disease. Well, you know, just to be a responsible, you know, celiac. considerate who says partner. they're the only one who's going to be consuming this stuff? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? They make, like, vegan lubricants, vegan you know, they things do. like that. What is lubricant made from originally? Uh, originally, um, there's two kinds. There's water-based and there's silicone-based. Water-based evaporates faster. Um, silicone-based uh, does not. Uh, it's actually very hard to get off unless you're actually washing your hands or some other part of your body, say your nose. Uh, with soap. <laughs> I was just trying to get G-rated there for a second. Nice. No, I think we want to know where we use lubricant. That's okay. You can talk about that. So you have to wash it off with soap and water. Mm, that's correct. It's basically a little bit goes a long way, so it's more expensive. Um, but a lot of people freak out about it just because silicone gets a bad rap because of you know implants and those things. But it's a completely different use of that particular element. In a pinch, when you're out of non-cooked spray, do you think a little bit of lubricant would work to fry that egg just perfectly? I have not tried that yet, um, but I would also combine that with the on the sidewalk experiment, yeah. um, and just see how long it takes for you to get arrested. Um, <laughs> just you know, there's nothing illegal about lubricant, is there? I don't know lubricant. On the, there's a whole lot of uh, sexual laws in all sorts of states that are just very weird that have never been repealed. I think hmm. in North Carolina, it's illegal to have sex with the lights on. Hmm. Um, just from back in the day when you know. Yeah. People with itty-bitty penises were in charge, I guess. I don't know. They were just flipping out left and right. That's a funny thing to actually bring up in the legislature, isn't it? In a bill. I have no idea. I I wish there was a record that actually showed what the necessity was. I imagine that even back then, people were just using misdirection in order to get away from whatever scandal they were entrenched in at the moment. Just saying, you know what? Uh, One position. Lights off, one foot on the floor, like in pool. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Do you miss the sex industry? No, see, when you say sex industry, it makes me think that that first thing that you asked me about actually happened. Um, again, I was not an actor. I miss adult retail. I forgot about that. I miss actually selling things that I actually thought what? made a difference in people's lives. 
I know it right. sounds absurd, so but that uh, was you know, actually you were oh. doing something useful for the world. I could never sell just about anything: cars, microwaves, washing machines. I just kind of would say, "Do you really need this right now? Oh. Maybe you need this one particular thing, but why don't you just go somewhere else?" Just oh man, just stop buying stuff. Stop buying things. What's wrong with you? It's, uh, was it mostly uh, with the clients? Mostly men or mostly women? Uh, mostly men in this specific store. Mm-hmm. Um, it tried to kind of give a more boutique feel, um, but we were known for having, first of all, all the DVDs, which mostly caters to a male audience. Oh, right. Uh, women like them as well, um, but mostly, yes, it is gentlemen. And who, um, who seems more shy, more sheepish coming in, the ladies or the men? Uh, men, definitely, yeah. um, which is a really good thing because usually um, in any kind of service where you have to deal with customers, they usually approach a salesperson or waiter or anyone like that with an air of superiority. Mm. A lot of people who walk through those doors of an adult shop, they are already they're already admitting that there is something that they don't know or don't mm-hmm. understand mm. and it is especially about sex, so you actually have more of an advantage mm. psychologically speaking where they're not as likely to come at you with attitude. Mm-hmm. And um, they're usually pretty thankful to be helped out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my, you feel like a sort of a social worker? Um, yeah, social, mm, that just made me think of social disease, and then I just saw that my brain went, like, rolling in another direction. Right. Dan, have you got a novel inside you as a, as a writer? I don't know, maybe. It's, it's kind of deep in there. I'm kind of busy these days with the magazine, and, like, that's very satisfying, like, to come out with that every month. That must be an incredible amount of work, like putting that thing out every month. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's it levels gone. on like it's like almost an abusive relationship. I mean, it's definitely like taking a huge chunk of my life. But I mean, it, well, you managed to have a relationship and get married. That's true. Well. After many, after a few failed previous attempts, and uh, my fiance is like we're intimately involved with the magazine together. It's almost what they call a polyamorous relationship. Ah, Does she work on the magazine with you? She does. She's the photo editor, the invoice manager. She gets in the van with me every month, and we sling these things all over town ourselves. It's a real family biz. It is. Which I'm finding is like, I mean, that's how you have to do it. I mean, I believe the Gambit is owned by a married couple, and Offbeat, I think that they're married. That's true. It's it's just a lifestyle. There's not ever a time where you're not that's why this Doing show is not really like hit the big time, Andrew, because we're still not married to each other. Well, let's work on it. Why don't is this we? legal in this? You can do that now. You can do that now. Yes. Oh, wow. And I could get like citizenship out of it. It's going to be great. Huh? Do you, are, what, what are you working on these days? Is it some some sort of visa that expires? What's going on? No, I'm a citizen. Yeah, that was just a joke. Okay. But uh, would that we could, I could get married to someone else though to get them citizenship? Some other guy. You could. But we don't have anyone else working on the show here, though. That, well, well, these guys, but they're all legal as well. Yeah, what's fine, you know. Well, that's pretty interesting, though, that this married couple concept. I, I mean, I think that's just how it has to be. Because, I mean, it's we're, we're an antiquated business model. I mean, we're a print magazine. I mean, what the hell right. is wrong with us? Well, it's free. That's the difference between you and the New York Times. Right, but, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is, like, print advertising. Like, that's our, that's our revenue stream, and... It's like that's the bottom of the barrel in terms of like most people's priorities. If you're so, an advertiser and you've got a product, that's the last place you're looking to advertise now is that's the general print. conventional wisdom. So yes. what's the top place that people advertise? Well, in? just social media because it's right, free. It's free. Yeah. Well, it's not free if you really want to advertise. Well, that. nothing in this life is free. 
right, is right, all I say. Right time. <laughs> but social media is not free either if you want to actually get it out. I, hey, I agree. <laughs> so, you know, it's not totally free. So how much does it cost to advertise an anti-gravity? It costs um, – it's a great value, I'll put it that yeah. way. I don't necessarily want to advertise. I mean, if, hey, if anybody's <laughs> interested, get in touch. One um, of our three listeners might be interested in I mean, it's a, it, it's a great value if you think about what it would take to print out 10,000 flyers for your business and have them distributed Hang for you. Hang on a second. We just have to see who's texting Kim. Uh, Who is it? Shall I read it? It's from, yeah. it's from Donna Slater. <coughs> okay. She says, did you leave your mic cable here? It has tape. I think she's at Tropical Isle. Let me just see. Maybe I did leave a mic cable there. We get to the. See, that's pretty clever. They get Tropical Isle. Did you on the show. Did you leave your yeah. mic cable here? It has tape on ends with peace signs, etc. No, that wouldn't be you. No, mine has skulls. There you go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's very honky tonk. Maybe maybe honky she's misinterpreting the skulls as peace signs, perhaps. It, it could be. It could be. Could be. She's not at the Floribama anymore then. Well, she's not booking the acts at the Floribama, but um, and she's actually she's actually here in uh, in New Orleans quite oh, a bit. She's cool. and, and I'm playing a show. I'm plug my show here. I'm playing with her with Donna Slater, Lynn Drury, Amanda Walker, and I are going to play this Friday at Dmax in a songwriter round from five to about seven thirty or eight. Cool. So. Nice Stop and, by. Nice and early. I'll put you in on my spot. Nice. We so need some testosterone on this estrogen <laughs> nah, fest. Yeah, just go for it. You don't hear that often. <laughs> so this is Friday, this Friday, the this, 28th yeah. of October, 2016, if you listen to this. That's correct. At some point after that, you've missed and she's it. A, she's a fantastic songwriter. Donna, Donna Slater. Slater. Oh, she's, Do we know her? Why haven't we had her on the show? Then? I didn't know she was in New Orleans. She's she's here. She's working Tropical Isle Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and D-Max on Fridays. Wednesdays is the day. Maybe we get her to yeah, come in here come before her show. Okay. So look, yeah. so anyone watching this, point, turn the camera around and take a look at Paul Grayson over here, uh, uh, one of our Facebook Live guys. I know, but just we're just looking at your skin. Oh, Grayson's yeah. got some sort of terrible allergy that he just broke out with. Oh, bummer. Look at his arm. Look at that arm he's waving. It just showed up oh, suddenly. Oh. So if anyone watching this has got any idea what's wrong with him. A diagnosis, huh? That's yeah. rough. If anyone has any clue, <laughs> drop us a line at itsneworleans.com here. The address is on our website. <laughs> Maybe WebMD. Uh, you could probably use a hangover you destroyer. Oh, there you hey, go. it's Pompano Jim. Pompano Jim? Okay, what's... I have to take that. Hey, Pomp, how's it going? Oh, hang on. I have to put you on speakerphone. <laughs> Pomp, how are you? How are you doing? Great. I'm good. How are you? This is Pomp. Pomp, you happen to be on Happy Hour, which is a podcast. Oh, you're on, you're on uh, Happy Hour? Yeah, we're on Happy Hour right now. You're on it as well. Pompano Jim is a Pompano fisherman in Grayton Beach, Florida. Oh, hey. The world's most beautiful beach. Right, Pomp? Yep. Where, where you stayed the, uh, during... Period of Katrina. Yeah, I met Pompano Jim during Katrina because I evacuated to Grayton Beach. Nice. And Pompano Jim was my neighbor and uh, saved our lives. You remember, you remember the other guy? You remember Leroy that was in number one? Yes, we do know Leroy. Yeah. Leroy. Yeah. Leroy's turned into a celebrity in New Orleans. He's uh, he's the whistle. I know. He's the Saints whistle. What's it called? Oh yeah, the, the whistle, whistle, whistle yeah. monster. Whistle monster. Yeah. That's Leroy. He's the whistle monster. He was also our neighbor in uh, in Pompano. In, uh, Pompano uh, do you remember? He, did he give you his phone number by any chance? Did he give me his phone number? The pump. That was two thousand five. 
That was 11 years ago. I th- he did. He did at one point. I'm sure we could. Have you Googled him? Are you looking for him? No, I Googled it. Uh, Leroy Mitchell is his last name. Yeah, I'm sure you could find him. Uh, one of my guys here will find him. Grayson or uh, or Ash will find him for you. Uh, yeah, I they're a very resourceful you. young man. Okay, I'll get. I'll call you back as soon as we get out of here. All right, thanks. All right, Pomp, see you later. Okay, yeah, bye. Uh, look up his number and give it to me when you call me back. I'll yes, I will. You. I promise you. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, bye. Thanks, man. Okay. That's Pomp. What a great guy. Yeah. What a guy. How drunk do you think he was? Pretty, pretty <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I'd say he, he was Barney from The Simpsons drunk. <laughs> hey, how are <laughs> He's a great guy. He's a Pompano fisherman. He's a fishing guide. That's cool. Yeah. What a so, life, huh? Isn't that great? Yeah. Know, really. Are Pompano good eating fish? Pompano. I've, I, think so. I think so. They're meant to be is like that the delicacy. same as the ahi-ahi? No, that's a tuna. What is it? The wahoo. Is it a Pompano and a wahoo? No, they're not the same. I have no, no idea. No. That's why we have Grayson. Grayson, can you find out Whistle Monsters phone number? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Kim, joke's over. What about playing something? I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, let's try this one.
down Cause when you smile me Smiling just a little smile You make my life shine, shine Shine a little while You make my life shine, shine Shine a little while Audition for Dan's wedding. Good idea. That would be a nice song. Sounded good. Wedding, sounded good. That's a very upbeat little song for a wedding. You could have that as you're walking out. Well, let me just put it this way: this, it's something that has to be decided by committee. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have authority to. Well, make you that can decision. take a listen. You, you, your fiance can listen to that. We'll you can be a podcast. We'll see what scraps are left over in the budget. I don't want to insult you with a. I'm sure like, Kim will do it for a good <laughs> for a good deal. Just for a, like maybe a drink or a, you know, and a hot dog. They have hot dogs. You know, I'm, I'm, we had. I'm trying uh, to help you. I had several years ago. The groom called and he said, "My wife and I, we've listened to you guys at Jazz Fest every year." I want to hire you for the reception as a surprise to my wife. I said, surprises are never good. And I said, you do realize, you know, we're the casualties. Every song we (laughs) sing is about relationships breaking up and everything. He goes, no, 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 we love you. We love you. So they did hire us. And and the bride, she loved us. But the mother of the bride was not amused. (laughs) (laughs) The queen was not amused. Mm. But what... You do, you do weddings then, Kim we, Carson? We, yeah, we do weddings, right. and you know, and I, I don't know a lot of love songs. I mean, right. you know, Andrew, I write. Andrew I write does stuff weddings like, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You stuff know, well, he guitar, writes we'll dance. sweet yeah. songs. He writes. He writes beautiful. No, sweet. no I'm the I same write, way. I, I know what you're talking about. You get to that wedding scenario, and you're like, oh wait, that song's about shooting her down. No, that's yeah. you know, yeah. just like that didn't work even out. Even the cover songs you, that I gravitate to are never about happy things. You know, just. <laughs> Yeah. What do you do when you do a wedding? You have to re- do quando, quando, you know quando. You know what's my go-to when they say, oh, you're going to do the first dance or something. Just play something nice. What a wonderful world, Louis Armstrong. I just happen to know that, that too. Nice. That's the one. Go That's a good, that. you know, dance song. I'm going to make matter. you play something in a minute, Andrew. If you got time, have to. Yeah, we have time. And Joaquin has a new book out as well. Oh, okay. Hello. That's what I heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still, I have, uh, I've got the music still rolling around in my brain. That was so, nice, well, wasn't just, it? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's, um... I don't know a lot about music. I grew up around a lot of musicians, and they would oftentimes, every time I told my opinion about something, they'd just sort of shove me aside and say, well, you don't know anything about 4-4, you know, A minor augmented or whatever happened to be you know, what they were much, talking about. You know that's more than I know, right? I, that's bullshit. Everybody knows 4-4. <laughs> like, babies know 4-4. That's, yeah. our, that's our default. Maybe in the setting. Netherlands um, it's different. I just want it goes to po- the other I just, way. I just want to point out that it's happening again. Uh, so... <laughs> So I actually do not know very much about music, and I don't no. know what means uh, music is good. I do know that there is music that makes me want to drink and music that mm, 
and this made me want to go grab another drink. As soon as it's compliment for a honky tonker to get. Thank you, Aki. I just yeah, I want to actually switch to bourbon right now. Hey. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can get My work drink. is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't get me. Here's Graham DePonte right here, our fabulous producer. Would you like him to get you another drink for real? Oh, I mean, that's all right. It's okay, Graham, can, Graham would love to get you a drink right now. What do you want? Uh, something in a jack is fine. Something in a jack? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, yeah. you want to mix Jack with something. Oh, no, um, just with ice then. Cute. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Straight. Jack rocks. Jack on the rocks. That's unusual, isn't it? That was actually Even what I, cu- I cut Cowboys. my teeth on that. I absolutely never drank when I was a teenager. This and then when the I Midlands? moved to New York City, and, yeah. um, I actually found a bar that served, and the first thing I ordered just off the top of my head was Jack Daniels on the rocks. So mm-hmm. just want to, You want to sound like heaven groovy. It just so sounds really good. It's just, you know, even back then. No, it doesn't. You know, Jack Daniels, well, it doesn't sound tasty, no. maybe, to one who sounds doesn't like bad. that. Jack Daniels rocks. Doesn't it, Andrew? What do you I think? Do. Dan, what do you well, do? Well, it passes the uh, Saturn bar test, which is if you're going to order a drink, you need to have the ingredients in the name. So, <laughs> solid choice. Okay. Maybe I'm Saturn wrong. approved. <laughs> no one's been in more bars than you, Kim, really. What's Jack Daniels on the rocks? Yeah, Jack. Jack on the rocks, Jack and Coke. You know, but I'm not a big Jack drinker. I'm I'm strictly tequila. I, now I will shoot Jack Daniels with. You can't with, drink it right out of the bottle. You can. That's acceptable. <laughs> but then right? you then you need this hangover destroyer because. Then you need hangover destroyer. Woo. They used to drink it out of the bottle. What was that band that used to hand it around in the audience? Dash oh, Rip Rock. Yeah. Oh. Remember yeah, that I mean, dude? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm familiar with the band. Yeah. The bass player used to have a bottle of Jack Hokey. Daniels. Hokey. Hokey Hickle. <laughs> he would smoke two cigarettes out of each nostril and Oof. shoot Jack. No, seriously. It did me good. See, that was the good old days. That was when rock and roll was... That was, rock and that was before roll they were going hiking and back to their room and <laughs> not fucking anybody. Yeah. What, what band did you use to be the tour manager for, Dan? Um, I, I was actually the tour manager for Hooray for the Riff Raff for a couple oh, of years. Yeah, yeah. That's a big That's deal. A yeah. No, that was great. That was awesome. But it, it's just work. It's just, uh, you know... Right. I don't, have, I don't have any, like, you know, Last Vistas tales or whatever. You know, I can't. Nothing really exciting. It's like kind happened. of an NPR crowd, you know, <laughs> right, which which was great right. as a job because yeah. it meant that I wasn't. Because I've been on tours where it was, like, the rock and roll thing, and, like, those just murder you. You right. just wake up hating yourself every morning, and you got to drive, and you hate everyone in the van, and then somehow you play the show, but then the one guy, he's going to shut the bar down, and you're going to go, like, sleep in the van because you're, like, you've had your... 100th beer for the week and you're like totally hate beer and everything and you know so it doesn't sound that romantic it's not I mean it's a job it's a job are you you still playing you were in the lovey doveys at one point yeah I was are you still in that band or not anymore Uh, no not not presently although it's you never know that, that's it, it's sort of like the, being in the army. You just get called up any second. And I'm like, oh, I'm back in. I guess we're playing so, a show. So James Hayes from the Lovey Doveys yes. was selling guitars at that record store yes, he was. on Magazine Street. And then I went by and all the guitars are gone. Yeah. And I said to the person in there, what happened to the record, the, the, the guitars? And they said, oh, we're not doing that right now. Huh. That was the entire, entire explanation there. Yeah. What happened? Do you know any more than that? Uh, Did he just get sick of it or... Well, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask James about that. But, you know, some, some people are sellers, some people are buyers. Mm. I thought he was doing a great job there. No, he was. I mean, he's still got a lot of that stuff. You know, if anybody wanted something, just call him up. So there's no explanation. He just didn't want to do it or didn't work out. I mean, I'm just, 
you know, it's like the new model, I guess, for stores is to have like three stores in one store. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of a roommate situation. So maybe it wasn't like a good roommate. Maybe, you know, it's like uh, the real world San Francisco uh, or something. It's like, okay. All right. You know, everyone's like sharing a living room and like, some, you know, somebody's not like cleaning the dishes or something, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, just the roommates not getting along. That's what happened. Okay. So the new book by Joaquin Emiliano was called Stories from a Bar with No Doorknobs. That is correct. Correct. All right. One for one. We're doing, we're doing good here. I like this. <laughs> How many pages is it? Is it going to take me a long time to read it? Um, they're short stories. Ah, so perfect. actually, you can read them in any order you want to, however you want to. You can just sort of let it languish for years, then come back to it and be like, oh, that idiot. I remember him. And I was under the impression from when I looked at it online today that it's free. It depends. The book uh, is free. It's not. The book is free in an ebook format off of a, uh, a website called Smashwords. Uh, smashwords.com you can download it kindle uh, nook just about any way you want to electronically for free right if you actually want to hold the book in your hands for whatever reason um, that is through amazon it's a self-publishing platform Um, you can just search amazon for my name and the books show up Uh, they actually are priced because they have to be priced because it's a print on demand service I really wish I could make it free for everyone. It's print on demand, the actual book itself. So when I order the book, it's like going yeah. to a restaurant. They'll yeah. make the book for me. Correct. How long does that take? Uh, around two weeks to deliver. Not bad, I guess. Yeah. yeah, so that one, sadly, once again, I apologize that it's not for free because that's what it should be, and I don't plan on making any money off of my writing. Mm. Well, ever. good on you, nor yeah. should you, right? Yeah. Why should you make money out of writing? Well, I mean, I'm not going to anyway. This isn't actually altruism. It's just accepting. You really believe that you're not ever going to make any money as a writer. Why wouldn't you? It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but does that matter? Yes. You I mean, should make money from it. It's your It would be nice. It would be very nice. However, um, you just get to a point where good or bad, sometimes that which is successful and makes money kind of comes down to randomness. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly comes down to luck and all kinds of yeah. other, you know, variables that you can't control. Well, like in this country, people don't pay for art. Like, it's no, just right. not a priority. It's not subsidized by the government, and it's not something that people have come to expect that they're going to pay for, which is right. a, Especially. a huge tragedy, in my yeah. opinion. But Well, now more than ever, people are expected. It. I mean, music has totally got to be free. I didn't realize that books, I thought people had got sort of used to paying for books that we, we grew up with that. Well, actually, I only just started publishing in print on Amazon through the self-publication process because... Several years ago, I read an article in The Economist, and I listened to it for some reason, uh, talking about how print was dead, and oh. everything was going to be ebooks. and then suddenly it turns out, nah, people, again, still kind of like having the real thing, um, and reading through, leafing through the pages. Um, so, you know what the statistics are on that? Do more people like to have a real book in their hands? Or yeah, absolutely. So the predominant number of book buyers want to have a real book. Yeah. How interesting. Well, there's something, too, that I think is really important that people have to consider, which is, like, all these, like, e-books and stuff. It's basically a light bulb. You're basically staring at a light bulb for hours, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's flat, and um, it, there's things that are competing for your attention that a print page, like, you dictate how you are going to consume a page of print. Like, you can fold it. You know, you can, like, you know, you can curve it to your hand to where it, it makes sense. Right. You're not staring at a light bulb, and, you know, there's not, like, ads popping up and all of these, like, other competing sensory um, m- moments so you know you're just dictate I mean there might be an ad on the page but you're not you know you look at it if you choose to look at it mm-hmm. otherwise like you dictate how fast or 
like how you're going to consume that page. So I do think it's important, like the no, print. Sure. I mean, obviously yeah. I'm biased, but All right. I, I agree. I, I think, think there's I, something real to that. I think we're conditioned to the, the sound and the smell and the feel of turning a page, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just when you open a book, there there is that I, I smell, I can smell what a paperback smells like, you know. And when you when you finish this thought on that side and you flip to the other side, I want all of it. I want the smell, I want the feel, I want the sound of flipping a page, you know. You could probably get that on the on your iPad. Probably could, but it's not that model is not out yet. The smell of vision smell nook. You want to smell like paper. Yeah. It's gotta be smell like old. It's gotta be on the way. There's gotta be an app for that eventually. Probably, yeah. Then you'll be fine. Scratching. We never did find out how much it costs to advertise in the anti gravity magazine. it's affordable. Yes, it's it's super affordable. So don't, it's like a fraction of everyone else. I can tell you. Oh, that. really? It is. Yeah. Okay, so you don't want to tell us what it is. No. I, okay. All right. Uh-oh. I mean, that's something. Anyone who that information is available to anyone who wants to get in touch. Okay. How many copies fi- of Anti Gravity do you print each? We print issue? ten thousand copies every month. Nice. And we distribute that's them cool. to about one hundred and eighty locations. Um, just got in the Trader Joe's. All right, that's oh, nice. Because okay. everybody loves that place, and Good I think job. I got to go bring some more there today. But like, we're I think as we're as far west as like the the PJs at the Clearview Mall, mm-hmm. and then we're on the West Bank at like Tondin and Algiers Point, and well, then of course you should course, be saying you live there and oh, you're right. married on the West absolutely. Bank. Absolutely, absolutely. Gonna- I mean, I think honestly, like we're available in the city, but like. We make it a point, like there's a PJ's out there on River uh, on uh, Jefferson Highway in River Ridge, and it's a super pain in the ass to get to, mm-hmm. and um, props to Elizabeth Williams who drives out there every month. But like, we make a point to get out there to like those kids who are like out right. there in the suburbs and like not necessarily like the metro- metropolitan center because like those kids need it more than anyone. Like this, Think like, about how many bands you've written about in anti-gravity over the last 10 years. And how many musicians you've helped further their career, and not one of those fucking people is going to play at your wedding for you? Come on, really? You know what? Don't they, you think that's a bit <laughs> off? <laughs> Anyone listening to this Honestly, who's a musician? But here's the thing: like my on. band was going to play at the wedding, right? It was going because like the that's easy. Well, yeah, the Lovey Doveys. That was another, another great band, wedding band. You know? What? Yeah, but but <laughs> just the 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 ha- like just thinking about okay, well, like add that to the list, like this whole production that we're putting on, and like. Okay, so now I gotta like make sure that my drum set is out there, okay. and like we have a PA, but like now there's got to be like this whole other. It's just too much. Yeah, it's just. But we're gonna come back. You know, you'll you'll hear from me again on the musical side, but um, yeah, we're trying to make it easy with this wedding. So like DJ iPod all the way. Sorry, right. live musicians. Okay. We'll, we'll 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 make it up to you. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That is exciting. I'm and excited. So what can we can get your book on Amazon? Correct, we, yes. oh, what are we paying for that? Uh, for the longer ones, it is $11. For the novels, the short stories, uh, Suicide Notes from a Wedding, uh, very short, very tiny. It's almost like a, you know, a socialist pamphlet or something. So, uh, yeah, it's going um, to be around a couple bucks. It's under double digits. Cool. Um, once again, by okay. the way, I just want everyone to know that I have priced them in order to make sure that I get to the nearest whole number in terms of price. Uh, and that's basically it. I make it maybe twenty-five cents off each sale. Mm. That's you only make. Oh, well, hey, right. just bought Graham DePonte. Just bought one. Oh, did you? Do you? Uh, you never forget your first. Do you only I just make, want to point that out. Do you, do you only make twenty-five cents on each book? That's, yeah. that's the margin. Yep, thereabouts. Oh my goodness. Yep. Hey, I think we can afford you. Maybe we, you can like write for anti-gravity. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like Gilbert you. Godfrey. I will dance for a nickel. So. 
So what do you do during the day when you're not writing? Um, I work at the National World War II Museum. Nice. And um, then in my spare time, of course, mostly I just spend my time at burlesque shows when I'm not writing. With with Honey Tangerine? Uh, Correct, yes. How did I remember that? Um, Because it's a great name. It is a great name. Is it? Would she change her name to Honey Tangerine Dwarfman if it works out? Oh, man, I hope not. No way. (laughs) No, if uh, if anything ever were to work out, it would be a sign definitely that the name Dwarfman just disappears off the face of the earth. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole, like, burlesque bar mitzvah market out there that's Mm, untapped. Now you've got an idea that that's that's an untapped market. The burlesque bar mitzvah crowd. My bar mitzvah would have been a lot more exciting. I kind of feel like taking taking off your clothes in front of a bunch of uh, tweens, I feel is, you know, once again, I don't want to bring it back to fried an egg on the sidewalk with lubricant, but that's probably illegal. I feel actually confident, more confident about this one. Mm-hmm. than I was about my previous statement of what is permissible. I'm pretty, sure, eggs. I'm pretty sure a bar mitzvah is a private party. You can do whatever you want. Well, it's, you know, it's also when a man or woman becomes a, an adult in the eyes Good of God. Point. So you know, maybe it's more appropriate than it sounds if, like. You know, God wouldn't have invented burlesque if it was supposed to be bad. You know what? All of those are almost salient points. And I'm going to run those by <laughs> every single person I see on the bus tomorrow and see okay, what this happens. This could be a good article for your first anti-gravity piece. Yep, yep. I'm going to put it Just on the an agenda. Idea. Andrew, we've got to get out of here. Do you want to play a song? Or sure. Do? Okay, come on. And then we're out of here. What are you playing today? A new one? Um, I'll play another draft of one. Maybe I might have played the oh, draft right. of before. Okay. So what's going on here is Andrew's putting together a new album. Which oh, is cool. coming up. And so... What we're doing is we're listening to various songs as he writes them and refines them over the course of the last few months. So we're also looking for a name for the album. Are oh, you guys, as professional headline and, writer and novelist, what could you come up with? How about Mazel Tov, now take it off? Brilliant. <laughs> That's better than last week's, which was the Magnets one. Oh, yeah, Magnets. How do they work? That was a good idea, too. I've been going for Welcome to My World, which I think is That's just a so great horrible. title. That's horrible. What, for an album title? Yes, that's the best, isn't it? It's like Andy Williams. I think he sang that song, Welcome to... Do you know that song? Jim Reeves, was, was it? Was it Jim Reeves, was it? Was it Jim Welcome to My Welcome World. Welcome to my world. Won't you come on here? That's it. Yeah. It's such a great song, it's isn't it? Google who did that. Who sang a, Welcome Oh, it's a great song. Can you play that's that, Ken? No, I don't. You need to learn that one. I know, that is a good one. It's really a great song. I don't think it's really honky-tonk. Honky-tonkier. That was more countrypolitan, they called it back then. Yeah, I don't think Andy Williams was all that. Oh, did you say Jim Reeves? Yeah, maybe. He was closer, but still pretty slick. Countrypolitan? We've really got some good ones today. Jim Reeves. It was Jim Reeves. It was. It was Jim Reeves, Okay, good job. Right? I'm going to swing this around. This song would be horrible at a wedding. It goes like this. I can still see you and me settled down on a couple acres. Little foothill farm where a dog could run around. And in my mind, I'm out there picking them tomatoes. But the rest of me just keeps rambling round. 
weather in the storm of a love that's off and on. I love you, then I'm gone again. I'm stuck somewhere in the Midwest, never better than my best guess. Somewhere between holding out and holding out my hands in no man's land. Placid ocean, mine is a rowboat that I drag through landlocked towns. And all of this time, just spinning these wheels of mine. You've been back home one. How long you all wait around? Just weather in the storm. Love that's off and on. I love you, then I'm gone again. I'm stuck somewhere in the Midwest. Oklahoma is my best guess. Somewhere between holding out and holding out my hands in no man's land. It's the coming back that always leaves you stranded in no man's land. Yeah, very nice. Sure. No man's land. Let's cut the. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Kim, what do you think? Should it Makes, go on the record? I think it should. I love that. You haven't heard the other ones, Kim. You don't. You know. Maybe. Yeah, but the line between holding out and holding out your hand, oh, and you're yeah. talking about Oklahoma, no man's land, it, it, tying it all together nicely. I, mm. That was beautiful. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, it was lovely. I, I, I like the uh, I like the rowboat metaphor. Thanks, dude. Wasn't that great? Yep. Your heart. What is it? I, I can heart? appreciate that. I, I know where that's coming. You think from. we could do it maybe after this, the 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 mother daughter <laughs> dance? Maybe we could. I tell you what. I tell you what. You know, to me, it's like a movie. It's like whoever's writing the check gets to decide what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll do. We'll talk to the producers. Yeah. I think you guys, you two, should get together and learn "Welcome to My World" for the for the mother daughter dance. It's mm. not mother daughter. It's father daughter. Mm. Mother daughter would be interesting. I yeah, right. Father daughter, of course. Yeah. That is a. Uh, actually, I, I, our wedding soundtrack is basically just the Goodfellas soundtrack because that's like <laughs> our movie together. So. Nice. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's that's how we're. That had an uplifting ending as well. I think didn't they get shot and 
No, they they, they were exiled together. I mean, they you know. Oh, they do. I mean, they it's not ex- it's not a it's not like a moral story about how to live our life. It's just the soundtrack is killer. So, right, cool. what's your song? What's your uh, your first dance song going to be? Has the committee decided? It, it's probably going to be that my life song from the dance that they do in Goodfellas because oh. nice. like that's how we sort of flirted with each other when we were first courting. Is we would text each other screenshots because you know Goodfellas is like always on like permanently on Somewhere. every channel yeah. some right. channel and it's such a great film and I mean it's like it's just a great movie about cooking and stuff as much as like horrible gangster shit that's terrible but you know it's, let me buy you a knife it's about culture you know it's you know mm. that's cute isn't it <laughs> yeah it's that's nice an, it's an uplifting little tale to end today's happy hour on I think it's nice yeah, yeah. okay you guys, we have to get out of here. Thanks okay. so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's Dan Fox from Anti-Gravity Magazine, Kim Carson from Kim Carson and the Casualties, and author Joaquin Emiliano. Thank you. Has been our guest. Great to see you guys. Good to Thanks see you, Thanks for coming Matt. down here. Our show is produced by Graham DePonte, Christian Unruh as our music director, and Jean Valois as our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director, and our live feed directors are Asher Griffith and Grayson Jernigan. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour and sit around a table and have a drink, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com, where you can also find some other hours of happy hours to listen to, about five years' worth, actually, and some other shows we make here as well, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, true to the game. With very funny Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata, Louisiana Eats, with Poppy Tooker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, the podcast about death, which is called Death the Podcast, with psychologist Dr. Arian Alphant, questions from the waiting room with psychiatrist Nick Pajic, and Psych Ward with Dr. Ross Shields. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and at itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page as well as our Facebook live feed. The photos are taken by Alison Moon. Oh, look at that. Totally blank. What happens after that? Oh, yeah, if you're listening to this show on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Stop whatever you're doing. Take a minute to rate and review us. If you have a minute, that helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hours, a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour. Happy Hour.